Good evening. This Sunday is Buddha's birthday. Have you read Buddha's biography? Mm. Or have you heard any story of the Buddha? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Um, today, I'd like to introduce Shakyamuni Buddha briefly and talk about one of his core teachings, the Four Noble Truths, especially the First Noble Truth of Dukkha. The Buddha's personal name was Siddhartha. Siddhartha is Sanskrit. Uh, his family name was Gautama. You have probably heard the name Shakyamuni. Shakyamuni means the saint of Shakya clan. He lived in North India in the 6th century BC. His father Suddhodana was the ruler of the kingdom of Shakyas and his mother was Queen Maya. When he was born, a monk Asata made a prediction that Siddhartha will become either a Buddha, the enlightened one, or mm, it's a Sanskrit, uh, Chakravarti Raja, the great king. And according to the custom of the time, he got married at the age of 16 to a beautiful and devoted young princess named Yashodara. Um, of course, his father wanted him to become a great king. So he provided Siddhartha with every luxury to prevent him from becoming a monk. But Siddhartha was confronted with the reality of life and the suffering of mankind. He decided to find a solution, the way out of suffering. And at the age of 29, soon after the birth of his um, only child, Rahula, he left his kingdom in the middle of night without anyone knowing, and he became a ascetic, ascetic. He practiced the ascetic for six years deep in mountain Himalaya. But famous teachers of the time and their method did not satisfy him. So he abandoned all traditional religions and their method and he went his own way. He bathed uh, by the river Naranjara and regained the energy from Sujata's milk porridge. He sat down under the Bodhi tree and at the age of 35, he attained enlightenment. He was called Buddha, the enlightened one. Buddha delivered his first sermon to his old five colleagues in the Deer Park. From that day, for 45 years, he taught all classes of men and women, kings and peasants, Brahmins and outcasts, 
and rich people, poor people, holy men, prostitutes, robbers, and everyone, everybody. And his Dharma talk was always open to all who were ready to accept and who were ready to follow it. And the Buddha passed away at Kushinara at the age of 80. His core teachings are the Four Noble Truths, the Noble Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links of Dependent Arising, and the Three Marks of Existence. Among them, the Four Noble Truths are the heart of the Buddha's teachings. It is the Buddha's view of the world and human beings and the solution to the sufferings. They are, number one, dukkha, the truth of suffering. And number two, samudaya, the truth of the cause of suffering. And number three, uh, niroda, the truth of the cessation of suffering. And number four, maga. Maga, the truth of the path leading to the cessation of suffering. Each noble truth has a very deep meaning. Uh, but today we are talking about the first noble truth, dukkha. Dukkha has a broader and more profound meaning than suffering. It refers to dissatisfaction and this easy, this ease and insecurity and incompleteness. Dukkha has three aspects. One, dukkha as ordinary suffering. Two, dukkha as produced by change. And three, dukkha as conditioned state. Ordinary suffering in life, it's easy to understand. Birth, old age, sickness, and death. And separation from the pleasant condition or separation from loved one. And association with the unpleasant person, oh, why not? and um, association with unpleasant condition and not obtaining what one desires. Oh, that's quite a suffering. They are forms of physical and mental suffering that are universally accepted as suffering or pain, right? And two, dukkha is produced by change. Um, any feeling is not permanent, not everlasting. It changes sooner or later. When it changes, it produces suffering and unhappiness. This is dukkha as suffering produced by change. And dukkha as conditioned states. This is the most important aspect of the first noble truth. 
to understand this, we need to consider it as a being, as an individual, or as I. According to the Buddha, what we call I, or a being, or an individual, is only a combination of five aggregates. Buddha said, in short, these five aggregates of attachment are dukkha. These five aggregates of attachment are dukkha. Before we delve into what the five aggregates are, let's think about a car for an example. A car consists of wheels, engine, steering wheel, gear, glasses, transmission, brakes, car body, and etc. And you don't call a wheel a car, right? A wheel is not a car, but it consists of a car. Mm -hmm. In other words, a car is made up of non-car. It is the same with the aspects of I. I is made up of non-I. That's why the Heart Sutra says the Bodhisattva of great compassion realized that all five aggregates are empty and became free from all suffering and distress. When the Bodhisattva realized that all five aggregates are empty, he became free from all suffering and distress. Then what are the five aggregates? They are matters or formation, sensation, perceptions, mental formation or impulses, impulses and consciousness. The first aggregate is a matter, formation. It includes the tradition of four great elements, solidity, fluidity, heat, and motion. Uh, in other words, earth, water, fire, and air. And also derivatives of the four great elements. They are um, material sense organs, eye, ear, nose, tongue, and body. And the second aggregate is sensation. Uh, sensation is pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. They are of six kinds. The sensations experienced through the contact of the eye with the visual forms, an ear with sounds, nose with uh, odor, tongue with taste, body with tangible objects, and the mind with mind object or thoughts or ideas. And the third is the aggregate of perceptions. Perceptions also are of six kinds in relation to six internal faculties, and the corresponding six external objects. Perception conceptualize, conceptualizes feelings, 
by associating them with accumulated concepts and memories. For example, uh, I touch my phone. The first sensation will be pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And then with what I have learned or with the memories, I have a perception that this is my phone. And the fourth is the aggregates of mental formations. They are volitional activities, both good and bad. So it's called impulses. This is generally known as karma. One acts through body, speech, and mind. Volition is to direct the mind in the sphere of good, bad, or neutral activities. Sensations and perceptions are not volitional actions, you know, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And, oh, this is my phone. That's it. They do not produce karmic effects, but mental formations do. With the phone, I'm going to do something. I'm going to take a picture or I'm going to watch the YouTube, something like that. And the fifth is the aggregate of consciousness. Consciousness is a reaction or a response, which has one of the six organs as its basis and one of the six corresponding external phenomena, sensory conditions. Here, the point from the Buddha's perspective, there is no permanent self or eternal soul or everlasting ego. What we call I is only a convenient name or a label given to a combination of these five aggregates. They are impermanent and they keep changing. And whatever is permanent, whatever is impermanent is dukkha. Today we considered the first noble truth, dukkha, the truth of suffering. To understand dukkha is important. Shakyamuni Buddha says, he who sees dukkha sees also the arising of dukkha, sees also the cessation of dukkha, and sees also the path leading to the cessation of dukkha. Through this Dharma talk today, I hope you get a chance to think about dukkha and think about who you are and what you are. And next week, we're going to talk about the cause of suffering and cessation of suffering and the path leading to the cessation of suffering. Thank you. Oh.